and welcome to the 2020 season of the Business Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adila Afiz, the Global Business Whisperer, and I'm so excited you're here today. The Business Whisperer podcast is about helping you tap into the brilliance and ability that you have to create your life and your business intuitively, authentically, and successfully. Each week, we bring you tools, tips, information, and guest interviews to help you do just that. So if you are ready to download some of this business whispering magic into your life and business, stay tuned because you're in the right place. Hello, Business Whisperers, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Business Whisperer podcast. It's another interview episode, and I'm really pleased and excited to introduce you to our guest expert today, Jess Clare. Now, I was recently introduced to Jess, and not only is she a leadership mentor, comic, social media genius, and successful entrepreneur, I love her energy, I love her authenticity, and I love what she's out to create in the world, which is why I wanted to get her on this podcast. Now, Jess has spent 18 years in corporate and financial services before going out on her own and creating her very own elite end-to-end social media school that teaches embodiment of community leadership, self-expression, and how to turn your value into dollars not just chasing the sales. She talks about becoming the kind of human that demands joy, authenticity, ruthless accountability, and integrity. You can see why Jess is the kind of person that I would love to have a conversation with, which is exactly what we are going to do today. I feel like you're going to get so much value out of not only her personal story, not only her courage, and her ideas on what leadership is and how to show up, but also her very practical knowledge and tips for all of us, no matter what stage of business we are in, when it comes to digital marketing, showing up on social media, as she says, creating value for others that converts into dollars for us. Not only is Jess going to be a guest on this week's episode of the Business Whisperer podcast, I've also hired her to be our guest expert trainer in the BYOE program. So for those of you who are doing the program, you can expect to see Jess later on in the year coming on and taking one of our entire trainings on how you can really provide value, show up authentically and be who you are and have that value convert into dollars for you as a business owner in our program. And if you are not yet in the BYOE program and you would like to apply, we are still taking applications for the rest of this month because we have recognized that there is actually so much demand so many people who are interested in this program and because of the disruptions from COVID and the changes in people's businesses, for some people it wasn't the right time to get their applications in or they didn't have enough time uh, last month. So if you look below in the show notes, you can find the BYOE application form. You can still send in your application. You can have a one-on-one to see if this year-long highly entertaining, highly creative, highly contributory 
training, mastermind, and facilitation program is what you are looking for. And if it is what you are looking for, you can look forward to many more conversations and inspiring tidbits like what you're about to hear from both Jess and I. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Remember to let us know what you think. Send in your comments, send in your questions and leave us a review. We'd be so grateful. Take care and let's dive in. Welcome, Jess. It is so wonderful to have you here on the Business Whisperer podcast. How are you doing today? I am very well, very, very well, and glad to be here as well. I love what you do. So I'm very, very honored to be one of the chosen ones on your (laughs) podcast. So sweet. Thank you so much. Look, I'm really excited about today. One of the main reasons for that is because since I've been introduced to you and have been keeping an eye on what you do, I see that the group of people that you work with and speak to and kind of are all about is helping people like ourselves. And by ourselves, I mean coaches and mentors and intuitives and healers and people who maybe feel like they're a little bit different than everyone else, uh, than mainstream, but also we are this growing group of people who are becoming empowered to claim and own our space. And the fact that you do that and specialize in social media is just a really exciting topic for me to dive into with you today. Yeah, great. It's, uh, it's interesting that you call that out because I've got the same... The reason I got into this is because of that, is because I could see that the people that have the courage to be the coaches, to go kind of show up and be the healers and, and do that, um, do what they're doing, really have something to express that's different. So yeah, glad to be speaking about that today. Yay. Could you introduce you to our listeners, but I would love to hear more about who you are in your own words. So tell us more about you and what your story is. How did you end up doing what you're doing now? So I've worked 18 years in corporate. So when I say corporate, I was in financial services I worked across what was called an all finance company that did insurance, investments, banking, international, as well as, so foreign investments, as well as local that did uh, retail banking, as well as business banking and insurance, commercial things up to, we would insure big ships that go across international seas, aviation, so things that airplanes down to someone's lost someone's jewelry so i worked in financial services started off in the research fraud area and then worked my way into different areas because my whole intention was in financial services was really to connect like how do we connect and how do we create strategies for people and customers that really make a difference like that was, and I, if I could just get to the top of the strategy and be the one in charge, then I, you know, I'll make that difference to all of the people. They're a massive company, had, um, you know, 20 million customers, like huge company. And I went through technology. So I, I became a software developer and did um, built software and programs and then ended up doing data science. So I was a data scientist and went into business intelligence, which is basically 
the, the term for um, developing software, data software products, went from that and then started expanding and building that within Suncorp as well. In this company, I should say, I just labeled who they were. But yeah, so I then went from their strategy area and started creating the strategies for the entire company. And it was when I got there that I had been working and working, working, thinking I could make the difference. But what I could see is that I had to fit in to a brand, a mold, a professional sort of way to be. And they were great. And I got lots of great opportunities and a great company to work for. But I could not express the voice I had. And I was actively told not to. I was, and I could get it because it was their brand. And I would create these incredible strategies, what I called a human strategy, how we could connect with people as human beings, how we had the biggest opportunity as a financial service provider to literally change people's lives. And it would just not get heard. And it wasn't intentional. And I went, I'm going to take all of this and I'm going to create the opportunity to train people that want to be in what I call community leadership, full self-expression and life as lived in purpose using business as a tool, not business as a goal. And I love that. Business as a tool and not business as a goal. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see that even every company I went to, and I was pretty, I started off with a charity. I went, I'm going to do it by proving my point that you start off with the charity. See, one of the things I noticed even in corporate was that they got really big, they sold a lot of products. And so then they went, oh, our customers don't trust us. So let's just get invested in communities so that they trust us more. So they made things the goal as opposed to actually who we are as a company as we care and blah, blah, blah. So I went, I'm going to start by creating a charity. Everyone said, don't do that. You know, don't do that. You've got to make money first. And I was like, no, you've got to express who you are first and the money will come. And the coaches, I mean, I've spent fifty dollars to $75,000 on coaches and programs. I've gone to Mexico. I've sung in groups of people and held hands and done healings and breathworks and all of it. <laughs> I've led transformational programs. I've looked everywhere, right? And I went, this is really down to who am I expressed? And one of the elements that I talk about is converting value to dollars. But ultimately there's me, there's people and there's value that I provide. And then there's converting that. Some of it's converted into money. Some of it's not. I mean, right now you and I are not getting paid. It's value. I'm providing value to you. You're providing value for me to have a platform to speak about this. How we convert our value is not always money. And I teach people using tools like business and business structures like sales and um, marketing and brand structures to use the tools to express who they are, not make it the goal. And Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but I took all of that experience and then I've, yeah, created my own social media school out of that. That is very cool. How long have you had a social media school? So... It got converted into being called a social media school uh, when Corona um, happened. So when the coronavirus happened, so when COVID hit, when I said I started as a charity, so we started out with Here On Purpose, which is a not-for-profit social enterprise. 
we just started creating events and talking about things that we wanted to talk about that no one did, particularly mental health around anxiety, depression, and suicide, because ultimately every coach I ever spoke to and everyone was like, ultimately the goal is to decrease these things and increase prosperity and abundance. And everyone sort of could see that. We want to impact people's experience of life. We want people to show up and have a great life. It doesn't matter who I talk to, everyone's doing it in a different way. And so I just started talking about that and having conversations and I wasn't making any money to begin with, but I got sponsored by corporates and I seemed to keep growing staff that didn't get paid. So at one point it got up to about 15 people that worked for here on purpose for nothing. And I could see that this has a lot of value. It doesn't always convert to dollars, but this obviously is sharing a lot of value. People are doing this in their spare time. And then I got a coach because I was like, okay, I have to monetize this. And everyone's like, you have to monetize it. And then I get this coach who tells me, ditch your charity and just make money. And (laughs) again, I went, I get this is what everyone is doing. I really do. And I get the importance of converting value to dollars. I need to live, right? I do. I need to support myself and abundance is important. It's having an abundance mindset is important. I love money. I want to have money, but I became fixated on expressing myself, not the dollars. So I said, I want you to teach me how to convert this in social media and in in lots of things. And then just by using, and, and look, I didn't exactly get someone that could do that for me, but I stood very strong with my pillar of no business is a tool. It's not the thing. It's not the goal. And just took in all the knowledge from all these incredible coaches because everyone had things I didn't have. I just had that vision. I didn't have everything in place that would express it in a way that worked and would have all the pieces fall in. And I spent a lot of money and I invested far more than I did earn in the beginning. (laughs) But I was very clear that it would work. At some point, I would just persist and it would work. And then COVID hit and we turned it into a social media school and basically took all of the, all of the tools, all of the sales training, all of the marketing training, all of the how to build communities, all of the business knowledge, all of the distinctions that sort of made up the elements of business and social media being, being the biggest platform at the moment for stage one business, as we call it, like getting started. And, um, yeah, and we, t- we then created this and it's taken off. Like it was like everything that I'd done up to then worked out. And the social media school is just now, it's gone gangbusters, which is great. Are you one of the people who, um, like myself actually, who with having to adapt and evolve and pivot, whatever word you want to use with the arrival of COVID and Corona and the situations that have meant how we were operating or had planned to be operating had to change. Um, Are you saying that it's actually turned out better than you expected and maybe um, catapulted you to the next stage? Yeah, I definitely, because we were just doing our events, so in our charity, and we'd worked out a way to monetize them. So the events went well and we were making a really great difference in communities that had higher levels of anxiety, depression, suicide. That was great. And we were teaching everyone how to do the same thing. And which is basically show up, be themselves, share their unique voice and have the confidence to do it. 
And when COVID hit, they were all live events. So we were having these great events live and we had planned, I think we'd even gotten sponsorship or close to getting sponsorship for a whole year of like two or three events a month. And then COVID hit and it was like, no events, <laughs> like no events. So that sort of dropped our whole cash flow opportunity, just dead, died. And yeah, so I had to pivot and we had to pivot from that. And because of the model and the culture I'd created around self-expression and around purpose and around start there and do what works and express yourself, it was so simple to pivot. And it kind of proved my point that business is a tool. It's not the goal. The goal is expressing yourself. The goal is having your voice, trusting yourself. The goal is getting out there and sharing it no matter what. Because then it was so easy to then just go, all right, what people need right now, they're afraid of money. What people need right now is they're afraid they're not going to be able to feed themselves or their children or their homes. They're afraid their businesses are going down. They think there's no option. There's lots of bricks and mortar companies that are just going to go out of business. What people need is to be shown how to get online and quickly. And we've got all the skills to do that. All elements. Yes. In fact, our whole business has, has, that's how we have done it. We've got the coaches, we've got the technology, we've got the brand sentiment, we've got the fact that there's trust in, in what we do. We've got the community engagement and focus because of what we do. And it was just like, just took off like that. Yeah. So we just pivoted and now it's a social media school and I don't think we'll probably go back, but you know, it's a tool. So maybe we will. Or you do both and you look at how you can keep adapting and keep growing and keep being able to offer that value that you spoke about in perhaps even more ways than you had initially imagined. Or for me, it's been also about having those ideas or those targets that I had for the future, actually realizing actually now is the time and yeah, let's go completely online. Let's utilize all of those things that we thought we had to build up to or needed more expertise or more practice in running our live events. Because to be honest, we were in a very similar situation. Half of our revenue came from live events in rooms with people all over the world running classes and workshops and we're right now taking everything online and we're looking to see if we keep doing that or we keep going to probably a mixture of the two once this situation has passed but to be honest if you had said to us three months ago that model is going to go completely online and it's going to be successful, we would have been very, very hesitant. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And we're the same. It's again, maybe next, you know, who knows when things sort of go back to some sort of semi-normal, maybe we will have the live events as well. But yeah, it's, yeah, I could never have seen that this would ha was going to happen. Okay, so talk to us about the people who are listening to this and they are in that category that you spoke about. Either they have just had to completely recreate what they are doing because what they were doing was either a traditional business model or it required face-to-face -face or it's just not working right now 
or those people who uh, were already doing what they are doing, but might be in those early stages, as you described, of stepping up and creating their businesses and being in this field of being a solopreneur, entrepreneur, um, creating their business. What, what tools or tips or information can you share with us about navigating through, A, this time of uncertainty, but also, no matter what's going on in the world around us, at any time when someone makes that choice or they're in the, those early stages of business, it is an uncertain time. It can be very nerve-wracking. Money can be limited for sure. And there can be lots of um, just unknowns. And especially when you add social media and digital marketing into the mix. So where do we start? What would you say to these people? Where do you start? I mean, where I always start with when I do any of my immersions or any of my programs is I always start with what brings you joy in life. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, I've taken big entrepreneurs and they've gone, I just want to hang out with my kids. And I'm like, well, do that. Go spend days with them if that's what you want to do. Start with what brings you joy. You cannot innovate, create, expand, or even begin to pivot in your business or deal with the unknowns from a place of fear, worry, concern, and drive. So we've all got a drive to survive. And we've all got this drive and we've kind of been thrown into, thrusted into this society to look good, make money, work it out, get it done, sorted. If you don't, you failed, <laughs> right? We've all got this drive. It's this there, whether we care about it being there or not. You can't innovate, create, do anything from there. You just can't. You'll do a lot of things. You'll take a lot of action. You might even make some money, but it won't be fun. It won't be joyful. And if at some level it is for you, it's probably not going to be for others around you. So I'm, I always start there. I always ask people what brings them joy. And, you know, when I first got asked that question and when I discovered that for myself, I didn't even know. I had never even thought about it. Mm. I, I had to confront. I had no idea what I liked because I was so busy doing things other people thought I should do and what I thought that I had to do. And that's a huge element, isn't it? And um, the point of this podcast, The Business Whisperer, was about tapping into those whispers of what comes from inside you or what comes from that really intuitive, connected space when you're being not who you think you should be or what society or everyone else tells you you should be or what you should do. Just like when you had that coach say to you, forget about charity or people are saying, you can't start off with charity. That can't be the first thing you create. You need to focus on the money. And Business Whispering is about actually what sounds and feels right to you? What resonates with you at a much, much deeper level? And if you follow that, as much as it may appear to go in the complete opposite direction of what everyone else is doing and saying, you will actually create the most success for yourself and you'll create authentic success as opposed to the kind of success where it looks great on the outside, but you're actually slying, dying a slow death on the inside. 
Absolutely. And one of the first things I do in all of my programs is I talk about the elements of business. And I have to say that first because no one listens to me if I talk about life first. I know everyone's there wanting to find out how to make money and succeed in business, right? So they, I have to say the elements of business. And then I flip it over to this is actually just the elements of life. And those elements are, so if you really think about it, I even have asked people, what are the elements? And people will say all sorts of things like their relationships, their shop front, their products, their this, their that. People will say all sorts of things. But when you really boil it down, there's only really four things that exist in business and in life. Um, I've boiled it down to this, right? So I always like to say, I'm not a guru. This is just what I've created. And it makes sense. And it's very powerful. And that is you, firstly. You. (laughs) You are the key element in your business and your life. And everything else is move, moves. All other elements move. And so yet we focus so much on the goal being the other elements. And I'll tell you what they are. So the other one, products, which is your value. In life, your value is your relationships. It could be what you do at home. It could be what you provide your partner, your family, your community without you even realizing it. You're always giving out value. In business, you convert that to products. And then there's people. So in life, there's just people, your family, your friends, people that you don't like so much, your exes that don't like you. You know, they're all people. Everyone's got people that like them and don't like them. No one's avoid of that. In business, it's your clients and your employees. And then you've got conversion. In business, you convert things into dollars because that's an exchange that we've come up with over time. But we don't always. We convert, we do contra deals. I'll do this for you. You do that for me. If you make my dress, I'll, I'll make you a website. Like there's conversion. It's not value conversion is not always money. Yet we focus on the money part like it's the thing. And we focus on a successful business, but we don't really even know what makes a successful business. And I put all that aside and I focus on you because when you express who you are, and you do things that light you up and you do things that bring you joy. It doesn't actually really matter what you sell. People just want to do what you're doing. And you're attracting people that love you because of who you are and what you're expressing. So there you have the clients you want. And then you just create products, whatever you are, do things you love doing. Put them in structures that make it easy for people to understand. That's good brand and marketing and audience building. And use the structures of business to do it. They're great. But you create products. It doesn't really matter what product you make. That's why it's so easy to pivot. Because you're just doing what you love. And the people that like what you're doing come. And you convert that to dollars or you don't. (laughs) It's really, it's like, this is so simple for me. Yet, I'm not saying that it's simple for everyone. And also, there's so much I don't know, right? It's, it's like, I see this. That's the thing. That is the thing that brings me joy is being able to share it. And I know that without everyone else, I can't accomplish what I need either. Like, it's, we're all a piece in the puzzle. And this unique expression, if I don't share it, then I don't give people the other opportunity to share their own. I love many aspects and elements of what you've just spoken about and so much of it has absolute direct crossover with things we talk about and explore here on the podcast and in my classes and coaching. 
what I would love more information from you about because you're the expert in this field. I'd love to know what you have to say even correlates to what my thoughts on this would be. But for people who are starting out or at any point in that journey, people who are having to pivot, have you found a that it's more, for some reason, it suddenly becomes more daunting when they have to show up as them, but have to do it online. And then it suddenly they don't know how to do it, or they struggle with that. And B, what are your tips for helping people to do that? Yeah. Well, firstly, I'll acknowledge, I noticed that you went, you paused, you're like, whoa, that was a lot in one go. It possibly is. I think we really have been conditioned to think there is some strategy to business. Yeah. Yes. And some people are good at it and some people aren't. Now, what I kind of embed is it's not the case. It's there are tools that you use for business and they expand your message and your, who you are and your expression. Really, everyone talks about the top of the chain. It always starts at the top. It always starts at the top. It's true. Whoever runs the company and owns the company is the brand. It's their expression. If you start off being strategic and trying to work out what to do and how people want things and it's got to be done this way, then you build a business like that. That Everyone does that. And then everyone complains and says, oh, the culture sucks and leadership sucks and everything's bad and it's all because of the book. No, you're all in it together, doing the same thing. So for me, how do you get started? The simple thing is to firstly trust that the message that you have and what brings you joy is all that you need to know. And there's nothing else to it. The second part I think that's daunting is that we are so fascinated with doing things right Mm-hmm. That we never do. If you can give up the need to ever do anything right, it's never going to be right, no matter what you do it anyway. There's always going to be someone that says it's wrong. And you're always going to have people that think what you, you're saying is blah, blah, blah. They have some opinion. Everyone's got an opinion on something. You just got to expect that's part of it. And you just have a voice anyway. The only element that I can see that keeps someone from being a successful business owner and one that doesn't have any success in business is someone who does not persist despite what people say. That's it. There's not really much else to it. The rest is learning. You're going to screw up hundreds of times a day and maybe not a day. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but you're going to screw up. And screw up means you don't get your intended result. So you're like, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is the most amazing post I've ever written. It's going to go viral. I'm so excited to send it. Everyone's going to really get my intention. It's going to be beautiful. And I send it and I get like, I joke about (laughs) it. I get like two likes and I'm pretty sure they're from my friends going, good try. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure lots of people can relate. And it's like, it seems so me, right? And it is so me. But if I stop there, then I miss the opportunity that that was. It's like, oh, I wonder what was in that post that doesn't resonate. And then maybe there's a way that I could say it clearer so that people get my message. Maybe there's words I can take out that people don't always resonate with. I mean, there's so much language barrier between us as it is using things like this bunch of different language that people use in the coaching world that some people just don't even understand it. So they can't 
hear it. It's like, okay, what did I do then that didn't resonate? Let me try it this way. And then I try something different. And then every now and then I'll just be in a really lovely, joyous state. And I think of something funny because a lot of my brand is about joy, fun, play, and making fun of pretty much myself and everyone. So one of the posts that I put on there, and I think a lot of people would resonate with this, and this just came from one moment of, that's really funny, I'm going to post it. And I was actually afraid to post it, but it went viral. And it was, you can do NLP, you can do all the healing, the breath work, the landmark, and I named every like popular professional development or coaching program out there, Tony Robbins, you can do all of that and still be an asshole. <laughs> That is so true. (laughs) Yeah. You got to use the work, not just do the program. (laughs) Right. So I I wrote something like that. It went off. And that was like 30 seconds of thought. And I was on the phone to a friend who's also a coach. And he's like, oh yeah, definitely post that. That's funny. You know, that's it. So it's all about showing up and continually expressing yourself. It's not about judging whether people like what your message or not. It's not the message. You get better at your message. You get better at being heard the more you show up. You develop, you practice your voice and your expression. If you don't practice it, it's like the Olympics. People do not train for the Olympics. They can't win gold medal. You don't get people going, oh, I swam a few laps today, but I didn't get my best time. So I'm just not going to stop now. No, they just train and train and train, (laughs) right, until they do it. And it's the same in business. It's like you just keep showing up. You just keep sharing your message. You just get good at sharing yourself and your message. And the more you do that and then you get familiar with the tools that express who you are and then you, you take on and go and see different coaches to get different tools because everyone's got a different way of looking at business as well. And it's like, it's just practice and practice and practice just like anything else. And eventually it works. That joke I always say, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it doesn't happen overnight. It's, that's why we never judge one action on whether we should do it or not. What's the role of strategy here? Where does it come in and how big a role does? And when I say strategy, I mean... I completely agree and can attest to what you're talking about, the showing up. It's the only thing that will actually create and guarantee success is consistently showing up. And then as you're speaking about, then along the way, finding the tools and finding the coaches and the programs that can contribute to you getting better at expressing yourself and giving you tools to help you show up in perhaps a more effective way or giving you more reach, for example, using social media. So then the next question is about, I don't know where to start and what platform to use. And I feel like, and this might be really interesting, for people who are not in the industry, you hear words like algorithm and reach and cost per click and funnel funnels I was you know coaching in a group the other day and the questions here from those people who have started and have grown a little bit and are now looking to start showing up on social media they don't know where to start because of 
all of these terms. And <laughs> these terms are just perhaps fancy words that the industry uses to talk about showing up. But how do we, how do you help make that less daunting or less threatening? Yeah, well, it's a good point because it's social media, which is why we run a social media school. It's massive. There is so much to know about it. And the more that you get into it, it's like a library. The more you read, the more you feel like you don't know. So where to begin? I would always say that where to begin is either with Facebook or Instagram. You can build an audience really powerfully on either of those platforms. And depending, I mean, I personally like, I think Facebook, I would always argue Facebook because you can add so many elements in your business on Facebook that you just can't do an Instagram. And then using those two together, definitely to begin with, having both. So if you think about it, just the simple thing is you're starting your business, you get a voice, you get expressed, you need a place for people to hear you, see you, and be able to follow you if they like you. That's how you build a community or an audience. You do not have to worry whether people agree or not. Over time, you'll either create a community if it's not there, you'll start to influence people in a way with your message that those people will actually just resonate with you and start to come to you anyway. So you don't have to worry about whether you get lots of followers or not in begin with. You just need to focus on sharing your message. So with Facebook, you've got your profile. You can have up to 5,000 friends. The more that you start sharing, you'll notice lots of people want to be a friend. This is a good thing. There will also be people that you don't want to be your friend. <laughs> so you do need to be discerning with that. You get all sorts of things. The moment you start showing up on Facebook and you start sharing and you start getting friend requests, that's actually an audience building. You'll see that's how you're building your audience. You'll also get a lot of marriage proposals. You also get random stuff. That's also a part of it. I've never felt so wanted since I started becoming an influencer. It's good for that. You'll never feel alone. So you start with Facebook, you start showing up, you start building your audience. You then can do Facebook lives and posts and things like that and continue to build that stories. So if you think about it in terms of marketing and brand as a tool, what marketing tells us is that if you're not getting seen, you can't really share your message. Like your message is not getting out there. You need to advertise yourself. And if your message is coherent with who you are and everything you're doing, then you want that message to be out there. So you have to be seen. Facebook is a great place to be seen. It's huge. So, you know, massive amount of people on it. The way they do stories. So one of the features in, in Facebook, if you don't know Facebook, is stories. You get far more views on stories than you do on posts. So I recommend having at least five stories a day minimum. Then there's posting. I recommend posting at least once a day. And the more engagement you get is basically the more you authentically express who you are is where your engagement comes from, is how many people want to engage with what you say, make comments, all of that. So you start there and you start to build engagement and you start to build. And what engagement is, is basically like if you have a shop front, you're at the front of your shop going, hey, this is my message. Do you want to like talk about that? And then some people walk past for a while. And eventually, because you never stop sharing it, people go, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, they're in your shop front. I've noticed you here. And I don't know why, but you just won't stop. So I'm now interested. 
Most people go away when you ignore them, but you're not. (laughs) And then you start talking to people about it. And then they tell their friends and other people join. And you notice over time, I mean, it took me about, I'd say between three and six months, but you actually then have an audience. And then you create stuff, you create events and you create online things and you build your confidence to be able to do that. I mean, that's the first thing I do in my three-day immersion is I basically create an environment to, to have your first event be successful. Because once that event happens, you're a legend in your own eyes. And then you have the confidence to keep going and expand your message in ways and more creative ways. So using the space to advertise who you are and your message is a tool. Advertising is a tool for expressing who you are. Again, sales and marketing is a tool for expressing your business, which is expressing who you are. You post, you share, and then at some point you're going to see the thing that people want and what is useful. So for me, I got, that was social media. People want to know how to use it. I've got a data, software development, corporate finance background. I understand the whole, the whole gamut of business. So I used to write strategies for one of Australia's leading companies. Like, okay, well, I can provide that for people. That's useful. And you can see what's useful, like whatever your voice is, there's skills that you've got that no one else has. And you have it come from self-expression first. This is my purpose. This is what I'm about. And then you create the thing, the product. If it's healing, you create healing. But it's your message you're sharing. It's just that you've got this product called healing that you do, but it's all grounded in who you are. If it's coaching, you have a coaching program. If it's consulting, you provide a skill that other people want but it's who you are expressed is why people come to you, not others. You convert that then and you make, you put a dollar figure on it and you make it easy for people to buy it. I love the analogy between the shop front and Mm. using social media in that way because it seems less alien. There are some real common sense things that I feel like people would do when they have a shop front, and I've done both as well. I've had brick and mortar business, a practice or a clinic, and now have converted to pretty much being just online. But things that maybe are just common sense and taken for granted when you have a brick and mortar store or a shop front, which is like opening your store every day, turning up each day, saying hello to customers when they walk in, engaging and interacting, having, you know, a positive attitude or being interested in sharing what you are all about, that somehow with social media, again, like a lot of that seems to go away. And, you know, when you come across a business or a person and you go to check out their social media page, because that's what most of us do right now these days, right? The first thing we do when we want to decide if we want to put our time and money into a business is we check out their social presence. And their last post was from six months ago. It makes you wonder about how engaged they are. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. I operate I actually visualize online as if it was a physical dwelling. So my Facebook page is like my office. 
That and is cool. I haven't heard that before, listeners. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's more office. Yeah. Yes. So sorry, you no, sorry, I was just going to say that's so cool. So, you know, just a little quick pattern interrupt for our listeners is like if your social media, if your Facebook page was your shop front, how would you turn up each day? And would you do something different to what you're doing right now? Yeah, and your Facebook profile is your business page is basically, yeah, your building, the building that your business is there. And if, like you said, it's perfect analogy, and I use it myself, is if you are out on the street and no one's listening to you, wouldn't you go to them and go, look, I understand that you're not really hearing what I'm saying. Maybe there's something I'm doing that's not making sense. Wouldn't you go to people and ask? And if you do put something out there and people post, this is a big pet hate of mine. You put something out there and people engage with it. They actually comment. Would you just stare at them and go silent or would you respond? I see so many people out there with products saying that they don't sell them, but then they've got all these comments on their pages on the things that they share, but they don't respond. That's equivalent to being in the middle of a circle of people who are talking. They talk directly to you and you just stay mute. These are simple human interaction things. If someone walks into your shop front, are you going to say, hi, here's my stuff. Will you buy it? No, that's annoying and weird. So why would you go to someone's inbox and without even interacting with them, why would you send them your product? It's not rocket science here, guys. This is how we interact as human beings. You treat people as human beings, as unique people in the world that also have their own life going on. I've done enough research on this to know that everyone knows someone right now who is either has just passed or is not well who's experiencing mental health issues or has committed suicide in their lifetime and they have lost their job or they've just started one. They're moving home or they're moving or they're wanting to. So with all this stuff going on in every individual's life, it's important that when we think of who we're interacting with, that we not just like buy my stuff. It's really offensive. So I end We all make the mistake. I also just want to acknowledge I've done it myself, right? It's not wrong. And I don't make anyone wrong who does it to me. I, I, particularly since COVID, have had a lot. But it's people trying it out and doing, testing new things and, and people just being human beings. But I'm just saying, if you're going to get started, start by building a community, treating people as human beings, completely acknowledging and just having so much space for their humanity they're going, everyone's going through a lot. And everyone listening, I know that you all are too. And if you tell me you're not, you're lying. Will you to us actually on that note about who you are, like showing up as you are and then bringing in, you know, there's a lot of people who like to do total separation between like who they are in their business or have business them and everyday them or their personal life them. So that crossover between your personal life and your business life. And when we're talking about showing up on social media, where is that line? How do you, I'm sure it's different for everyone. So I'm sure it's not a firm line in the sand, but how do people navigate? And do you have tips around like, too much, too little, or yes, things to do, or no-nos, like, 
What's your advice yeah. on that? Firstly, I know people do different things. So I do know that some people want to have a be seen in a particular way in their business and be somehow different in their personal life. I don't teach that. I teach how to show up and be yourself everywhere and that someone will come into my house and interact with me as a friend, will actually experience me the same in my business. My staff and people that work for me have the same person online than that they do as their boss. So I don't, I teach people how to be themselves everywhere, not have to shift and change based on the experience, whatever place they're in. Now, it's only one way of doing it. So I just want to say that it's only one way. I personally have a lot of fulfillment and satisfaction in life being that way. It breaks down barriers of hierarchy. It creates safety for people. They don't have to try and work out who I am. They know that I'm the same everywhere. So I personally advocate for that, but I also get it's not for everyone. So I will tell you what I think from that perspective is, and I just want to make sure I've got your question right, like what to not do? Yeah, also if what to not do in terms of baby oversharing or oh, yes. oversharing and then the second aspect of that is, yeah, how can people kind of come to more of a middle ground with that for the people who actually are super shy and don't want their person, personal life at all kind of coming up into what's available for the whole world to have access to? Like, how do people yeah. okay. no, that's get comfortable with that? I get what you're saying. Look, I have, I'm going through a court case right now with my ex-partner with our kids because we disagree on, you know, the amount of time we spend with our kids. I've, my mum's got a mental illness I've got stuff going on. Like, I, I, let me tell you, I'm saying I, I'm, and I'm running a business successfully and I'm still being myself everywhere. I don't share about that stuff. It's not relevant. <laughs> I'm here to deliver a service and I'm here to make a difference to someone. And sometimes people bring it up. I'm also not afraid to share it if it makes a difference in the moment. So it's like, yeah, I am going through this stuff. You know, I do like everyone. I've got an ex that doesn't particularly like me. And we've all got someone who doesn't. And that's okay. It's not relevant for me to get up and say it every day. I don't think I've once shared it on a post, but I was, I'm sharing it now. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it seemed a bit relevant to say it right now. So I said it. I don't put my kids, I've got two kids. I don't put my kids much on social media at all, if at all, maybe once a month, if that. I put them mostly on a story because I know it's going to go away in 24 hours. I do that mostly intentionally to show people that they can have a family and a business. So I don't feel the need to share everything about my life just because I could. So I feel free enough to share everything, but I don't share everything. And that's because what's relevant I'm always asking myself, what's important for me to share right now based on what's happening socially in my community? So I don't feel the need to share. I don't think I've had, I think I shared once because I got invited to a podcast about my mum and her mental illness and, and what I experienced with her. I have a great relationship with my mum. She just happens to have a mental illness, but it's not relevant for me to be putting that on Facebook every day. I share about how to make social media, how to get the best out of social media. 
I talk about how to show up and be yourself. I talk about breaking down the conditioning in life. I talk about my own experiences of grappling with that. I talk about anything that seems to be relevant to my purpose and what voice I'm bringing to the world. And one thing I definitely go by, but it doesn't always have to be the case, is I share my scars, not my wounds. And in saying that, I have got friends who who they are as an expression is to share their wounds as well. Like they're in the middle of a, you know, process or breakdown or whatever you want to call it, where they're disempowered and they're crying and there's all this stuff happening in their life and they share it. It's a part of who they are that they do that and they build an audience around that. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong to do it. It's just in terms of what I'm creating, it's not relevant for me to do that. Um, That's not to say I don't experience those things. I do. I just personally, as a self-expression, I'm teaching people how to create themselves as a powerful presence in my expression is how you do that powerfully across all domains of all sorts of modalities. It's just not something that I feel compelled to share. If I'm like, you know, having a bad day because my ex is driving me crazy, I don't experience it as like, I want to get online and tell people about it. It doesn't seem relevant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very uh, congruent with uh, what you've expressed and I think that's actually great and the reason it came up as a question is because I think people can you know it's when we see what other people are doing and you think oh do I need to be doing that too (laughs) is this what you need to do now to come across as vulnerable or personable or sharing similar ground and I think it's wonderful that you've addressed that and helped people see that not only is it a personal choice and about what's comfortable for them and what isn't but I loved the difference between scars and wounds and I think that might be really helpful as well. (laughs) Yeah I do share what I only if I could break through it if I'm not broken through something and the way I know I've not broken through something is if I'm still annoyed or blaming someone else for something. If I'm annoyed or blaming someone else for something, I know I've not broken through it. There's still something I've not owned about my own humanity, my own experience of what's happened. Um, So yeah, until I'm at that point, I don't share it because I know what I'm doing is actually going away from who I really am, which is, you know, diversity and inclusion of 8 billion people, finding ways to include everyone. So I demand such a high level of responsibility that it would be killing my who I am and my brand, if you call it that, if I went out and shared it. But that's not the case for everyone. It's the case for everyone is that, you know, I do have a friend that she shares it all, crying, tears, snot, all of it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, and it's actually her whole thing is about intimacy with self and her modality is actually, it's important for her to share that. So that's why I didn't want to make it a, um, it's not a strategy. Nothing's a strategy. There's no right or wrong. But you got to ask yourself, like, if I'm standing for leadership and inclusion and diversity in the world and fully unique people, then me going and hating on people because I'm having a bad day is really not going to be consistent with who I am. Love it. Hmm. Love it. Yeah. So so congruent with what we speak about yeah uh on this podcast so wow look 
an hour has whizzed by <laughs> and I know that you are super busy because you're in the middle of a three-day immersion yourself and so okay. I want to thank you so much for not only your valuable time but your really personable and helpful information and advice is there anything else you would like to share or talk about or let the listeners know uh, before we sign off for today if you are interested, please reach out. I'd love to speak to any of you. And I don't know if, if this is appropriate, but my group on Facebook, if you want to reach out, is um, number one, hashtag one, social media school for entrepreneurs. That's awesome. We are going yep. to put links to all of that stuff. Oh, great. So your website, your um, Facebook page and group in the show notes. And so, yeah, absolutely. If there is anything else you want to tell us about or you'd like to kind of invite people to, go for it. Oh, yeah. And I have an online TV channel as well, which is called Evolve and Entertain Global TV, which is literally just entertain the pants off all the coaches, consultants or healers, everyone of all modalities. So it's literally you get to see all sorts of coaches that express themselves in all different ways. It's hilarious. So Perfect. Oh, so thank you. <laughs> Jess, thank you so much wishing you all the best we will definitely be in touch because you had so much value to offer we might need to get you on for an encore but for now thank okay. you so much have an amazing Welcome. day yes thanks Dila thank you so much for having me and everyone who's listening thank you for listening And that wraps up another episode of the Business Whisperer podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Your support means the world to me. Please remember, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and leave us a five-star review so that other people can find these episodes and get some value out of it. If there is a guest that you would like us to interview on the show, please send me a message or send me an email to thebusinesswhisperpodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to see you soon.